This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning. Welcome to Country Morning on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear reports from Don Wick and Whitney Pittman. A low pressure system is curling up over north central North Dakota this morning with snow on the north and back side of that low pressure system while a mix of rain and snow, uh, scattered rain and snow falling on the east side. The whole system pushing towards the east with the heaviest snow curling, uh, currently falling across uh, Manitoba and uh, southwestern North Dakota and uh, southeastern Saskatchewan. Uh, scattered mixed precipitation is falling on the front side of the system across northeastern North Dakota and northern Minnesota. North Dakota Farmers Union President Mark Watney is in Dubai for the UN Climate Change Conference. Watney is part of a delegation of uh, rural farm organizations representing the National Farmers Union. What we're trying to accomplish is be there when most of the agriculture is discussed and what we're pushing is, yeah, we can be part of a solution, but farmers and ranchers need to be compensated and we need to get credit. We need to know what we truly have to do. And then geographically, it has to fit our climate or our our soils. And I think farmers are really good stewards of the land. And I, I think some of the stuff we're doing is already accomplishing this. Uh, but it can't be what I call the stick method. It needs to be the carrot method. Give us the avenues, tell us what we can do, allow us to participate if we want. And then if we get to participate, let's get some compensation going for it. Common ground can be found on issues like soil health. However, farmers still need to be pr uh, productive. At the end of the day, if we can't feed the world, we're going to be in a bad situation with uh, increasing odds of frustration, wars, and everything. So uh, we got to find the balance of enhancing soils, uh, doing the genetic work, doing all the things that make us more likely to be able to grow in a little bit more extreme climate, and then uh, still deliver on the quality and the food we need to feed the world. As American Crystal reflected on 50 years, some discuss the future of the company and agriculture. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. During a grower panel at the American Crystal annual meeting, Hallock, Minnesota farmer Dan Youngren emphasized the importance of growers showing up in D.C. We've had to continue to keep sending people out to tell our story, to convince people that sugar policy is a good thing not only for us but for everybody across this country. Meeting lawmakers face-to-face -face has a big impact. And yes, we do have to put a suit and tie on or a dress or whatever sometimes and go out and visit these people and meet these members. But there's nothing more satisfying than walking into a room with a member, introducing yourself that I'm Dan Younger from Halleck, Minnesota, and I'm a sugar beet farmer. And then after everything is said and done, and they go by the, the lobbyists from Boeing and Kroger and whoever, and they walk right by them, to come and see you. You took the time to come off your farm, to come up and see me and tell your story. We cannot lose focus on that, ladies and gentlemen. If we do, we aren't sitting in this room. Young Grin looks forward to the next generation carrying on advocacy efforts. I'm proud to be a shareholder of American Crystal. I'm more proud to go out to Washington, D.C. and fight for each and every one of you. It's time for young people, as I said, to, to pick the torch up and go on out there. There is nothing more satisfying than that. 
Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. CHS had back-to-back -back record years. According to CHS First Vice President Scott Cordes, everything clicked this past year. You know, if you look back, you know, the energy market's been really tight on refining capacity, so that's produced some pretty good earnings there. You know, you got decent ethanol margins, you got very good crush margins on soybeans. Uh, you know, crop nutrients, especially starting the year, was very strong, kind of tailed off as prices came down. But, you know, there's a lot of things that just kind of clicked in all the buckets. It's been an open fall, and that's been good for the ag retailer. I mean, they've had a really good fall. Some have said their best fall ever to get stuff on. So, so that helps uh, get everything in position for a good start to the spring season. USDA will release its uh, December supply demand report or WASDE report out at 11 o'clock this morning. Average estimate for corn ending stocks, 2.15 billion bushels. World corn ending stocks estimated at 313.4 million metric tons. Brazil's corn production estimated at 127 million tons. Argentina's corn production is estimated at 54.8 million metric tons. U.S. soybean ending stocks estimated at 243 million bushels. This this is the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Economies of scale are found in every business, including agriculture. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick provides perspective on this situation in this report from the CHS annual meeting in Minneapolis. Farming has been in a state of constant change since the beginning of time. Ag retailers are getting bigger and CHS Executive Vice President Gary Halverson says on-farm consolidation is also happening. The average age of the farmers actually dropped a little, and that's because of retirement, baby boomers that are exiting that part of, the, uh, part of their career and their lives. And so that puts more onus on us to look at supply chains differently, look at our teams, uh, sales teams differently. And, you know, rural America isn't blessed with more people coming to work in agriculture, so that's another layer for us to think about how we build more efficiencies into our model to best serve whichever customer segment that we're talking about. How do you take that mix of the technology that we have today, but still having that relationship with that customer? Ag is a relationship business, and so we are keenly focused on making sure we've got the best team of men and women that talk to customers by product lines or on farm because that's what's the most important thing to understand deeply what uh, the needs of the customers are and I say often that every customer is custom they each have their unique challenges and things that are important and their own strategies so the people come first and then we are investing um, our largest investment ever in technologies for customer facing uh, enablement and, and that'll be both for individuals and for cooperatives to bring more transparency, more utility, a deeper connection for their business. People lead busy complex lives and the scale of a farm or the scale of a cooperative requires us as CHS to provide new tools for them to find liquidity in their day. Farmers will continue to extract every possible efficiency out of their business. We asked Halverson to speculate on the upper limits of that consolidation. I, I, I wouldn't dare say what that is because really what are, you'd have to ask today what are we constrained is it weight limits on roads by the Department of Transportation is that a limit is the the amount of people that we can hire or the the ROA or ROI on on uh, new technologies that help take people away from some of the more dangerous activities or more labor intensive activities so I, I don't know I don't know where it ends um, but wherever we're going it's to best serve the needs of the customer today and try and look into the customer tomorrow whatever change happens Helverson says it is important to serve the needs 
of the farmer customer. Reporting from the CHS annual meeting in Minneapolis, I'm Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. American Crystal Sugar Company and the Red River Valley Sugar Bee Growers Association held their joint annual meeting in Fargo yesterday where uh, 50 years ago the cooperative was formed. American Crystal Sugar Company CEO Tom Astrup spoke at a press conference highlighting the 2023 crop. From a crop standpoint, it just, it just really was a, a record year. 31.9 tons per acre exceeded our previous record of 30.4. The sugar content at 18.6% was the second highest we've ever achieved. It was just a wonderful, wonderful growing year. And, and in fact, it was so good, we didn't harvest it all. You know, we left... We harvested 12.7 million tons of beets, which is which is wonderful, most biggest crop we've ever had. We left another million tons plus in the field. That's, it's tough for a farmer to look at a field of sugar beets and just say, I got to I've got to leave it behind and I can't harvest it. But yet they at the same time understand it's it's the blessing of the situation. The estimated payment to growers also expected to break records at 84.84.67 per ton. That would be the highest payment we've we've ever paid out to our membership. You know, it's it's uh, a lot of factors that go into that, and um, I think what people have to remember is the costs of running farms and the costs of running businesses are higher than they used to be as well. So it's while it's a record payment, I'm not sure it's necessarily fair to compare it to a payment a payment 10 years ago or 15 years ago either. Um, but yeah, it would if we can achieve that um, forecast, uh, it would be a record for us. USDA releases its December supply demand report. WASDE report 11 o'clock today. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzalo remains cautious. Trade estimates for U.S. ending stocks are pretty much unchanged versus November. However, the USDA came out in their end of November agricultural trade outlook and took corn exports up 30 million bushels more than what USDA's WASDE number said in November and the wheat exports they took up 16 million. That makes sense to me, resonates with me, given the Mexican corn demand and given the Chinese wheat demands. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers Association President Neil Rockstead says their, their organization will continue to work to promote the priorities as Congress works toward the next farm bill. I think in general, I mean, the ball is in Congress's court now, right, right now to take up the farm bill, hopefully early next year. Um, they do have a one-year extension. As far as sugar's priorities, they're going to match the rest of agriculture. Our input prices are high and, and the, the protections that are afforded with the farm bill are, are not quite adequate uh, for us to continue. The crop insurance is, of course, a huge provision that, that we, need a, we need continued and expanded. So we're, uh, we're anxiously awaiting, like all of agriculture and uh, all of the nutrition world, to see this farm bill roll across the finish line. Rockstead, who also serves as the vice president of the American Sugar Beet Growers Association, organization announced the hiring of Dr. Nichols, Nicholas Storer as vice president of science and innovation. And that's a new position within the ASGA. Uh, he'll be based out of Washington, D.C., but working for sugar beet growers all across the country, uh, working in the areas of, of research primarily and bettering sugar beet production for all of us growers, probably working with the ARS people and the university people and the extension people and the agronomists and the growers trying to come up with what's the, what's the next thing, what's the, what's the future of the sugar beet industry look like from seed genetics to plant protection products 
to mechanical products for weeding. Uh, it's, it's wide open space and we're really excited to have Nick on board and, uh, and to see what his expertise can bring to us as growers. U.S. Drought Monitor reporting 43% of the Midwest in drought with Iowa and parts of Missouri feeling the most effect of the drought. Limited water in the region leading to some wildfires throughout the state of Kentucky in November as well. As a result of, a, of El Nino conditions developing in the Pacific, NOAA's seasonal drought outlook expects drought to continue through the winter. Checking markets before we leave you this morning. We're seeing March wheat Minneapolis down a penny and a quarter right now, 736. Chicago March wheat's down five at 637 and a quarter. Kansas City March wheat down a penny and a quarter at 666 and a quarter. March corn a penny and a quarter higher at 489 and a quarter. July corn's up three quarters of a penny at 508 and three quarters. January soybeans, seven and a half cents higher, 1319 and a quarter. And March soybeans, seven cents higher, 1337 and a quarter. In Winnipeg, uh, January canola, 430 a, a metric ton higher at uh, 670, 90 Canadian. And once again, we do have a supply demand report out at 11 o'clock here this morning. On the farm calendar, the CHS annual meeting uh, continues in Minneapolis today. Uh, University of Minnesota Extension hosting a soil management summit. Uh, that continues at today at the Arrowwood Resort in Alexandria. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great Friday. This is the Red River Farm Network.